Jeremiah chapter 26, verse 1. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, hath this word been from Jehovah, saying, This message from the Lord is coming at about the same time as the message that was in the last chapter. 2. Thus said Jehovah, Stand thou in the court of the house of Jehovah, and thou hast spoken unto all those of the cities of Judah who are coming in to bow themselves in the house of Jehovah. All the words that I have commanded thee to speak unto them, thou dost not diminish a word. Jeremiah knew that everything that he said caused people to want to kill him, and yet he said it anyway, because he feared the Lord more than he feared man. His life was constantly in danger because he was telling people to repent. It does take courage to be honest with people and explain to them what sin is and that it's what they're doing and that the Lord hates that sin and that they have to repent in order to have peace with God. But the people of Jerusalem didn't want to hear what Jeremiah was saying, but he had to shout it out in the temple. And the Lord tells him, you can't even leave one word out that I'm going to speak to you. You have to say all of it. 3. If so be they hearken and turn back each from his evil way, then I have repented concerning the evil that I am thinking of doing to them because of the evil of their doings. So the Lord tells him, You better say every word of my warning, because I might save them from the Babylonians if only they would repent. So you need to tell them my entire message so that they have an opportunity to heed what I say. 4. And thou hast said unto them, Thus said Jehovah, If ye do not hearken unto me to walk in my law that I set before you. 5. To hearken to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I am sending unto you, yea, rising early and sending, and ye have not hearkened. 6. Then I have given up this house as Shiloh, and this city I give up for a reviling to all nations of the earth. The Lord says, Tell Jerusalem that if they repent from their sins and start obeying my commandments, then, then I will save them. But if they refuse to repent, then this temple will become like Shiloh, and Jerusalem itself will be a destroyed city that all of the nations deride. Shiloh is where they originally kept the tabernacle during the prophet Samuel's lifetime before they had a temple built. And then when David became king, he moved the tabernacle into the city of David. And then when his son Solomon became king, Solomon built the temple in the city of David and put the tabernacle in there. But eventually Shiloh itself was destroyed and not considered a holy place anymore because of all of the pagan idol worship that went on there by the Israelites. So the Lord destroyed Shiloh, and he's going to destroy Jerusalem the same way. And he's going to destroy the temple that Solomon built in the same fashion, if they don't repent. 7. And the priests, and the prophets, and all the people hear Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of Jehovah. Jeremiah is telling everybody this message that no one wants to hear, and all of the leaders hear every word that he says, so they're fuming. 8. And it cometh to pass, 
at the completion of Jeremiah's speaking, all that Jehovah hath commanded him to speak unto all the people, that the priests and the prophets and all the people catch him, saying, Thou dost surely die. They let him finish his speech so that they know how bad it is, but then they immediately arrest him and tell him he's going to die. Now he's in the middle of a whole bunch of men surrounding him. He's completely helpless. 9. Wherefore hast thou prophesied in the name of Jehovah, saying, As Shiloh this house shall be, and this city is wasted without inhabitant, and all the people are assembled unto Jeremiah in the house of Jehovah? So it's an angry mob, and they're saying, Why did you say this? And at that point, with an angry mob questioning you in a hateful way, it would be hard for anybody to speak. Our first instinct would be to be submissive and take it back and say, Oh, I didn't really mean it. But Jeremiah had to stand his ground because he was afraid of what the Lord would do to him if he didn't stand truthful and faithful. 10. And the heads of Judah heard these things, and they go up from the house of the king to the house of Jehovah, and sit in the opening of the new gate of Jehovah. This is during King Jehoiakim's time, so it's not King Zedekiah. But the king's men have come down to the temple to hear all of the commotion. 11. And the priests and the prophets speak unto the heads and unto all the people, saying, Judgment of death is for this man, for he hath prophesied against this city, as ye have heard with your ears. See how they have made Jerusalem their God instead of God? There's a lot of people who make their church their God, or they make the Bible their God. Yes, the Bible is full of God's words, but it isn't God incarnate. But the King James Bible is not God. It's a translation of what God said. And the Catholic Church is not God. Whatever religious organization you're a part of is not God. There's only one God, and he's the one who we have to submit to and obey. But they wanted Jeremiah to submit to the city of Jerusalem. It's very common for Christians to do the same thing. They want people in their church to submit to the will of the board, or the will of the church doctrine, or the will of a leader in the church, or whatever it is. But they aren't concerned if people submit to the Lord. So they were angry because they thought that he had insulted Jerusalem. But it didn't bother them that their own sins had insulted the living God. 12. And Jeremiah speaketh unto all the heads and unto all the people, saying, Jehovah sent me to prophesy concerning this house and concerning this city, all the words that ye have heard. If I were in Jeremiah's shoes, I probably would have lost my voice with all of these people surrounding me wanting to kill me. It would have been so hard to speak. It took a lot of faith for him to keep speaking. 13. And now, amend your ways and your doings, and hearken to the voice of Jehovah your God, and Jehovah doth repent concerning the evil that he hath spoken against you. Jeremiah says, Repent now, so that the Lord won't bring destruction to this city and this temple. 14. And I, lo, I am in your hand, do to me as is good and as is right in your eyes. Jeremiah says, You can do to me whatever you want, but the Lord will not have mercy on you unless you repent of your sins. 15. Only, 
Know ye certainly that if ye are putting me to death, surely innocent blood ye are putting on yourselves, and on this city, and on its inhabitants. For truly hath Jehovah sent me unto you to speak in your ears all these words. Jeremiah says, If you kill me, you're adding another sin on top of all of the other sins, because I'm innocent. 16. And the heads and all the people say unto the priests, and unto the prophets, There is not for this man a judgment of death, for in the name of Jehovah our God he hath spoken to us. The palace officials are protecting Jeremiah, and they're saying, We can't put him to death because he's prophesying from the Lord. And they're telling that to the religious leaders, which is awesome. But it shows you time and time again, it's always the religious leaders who persecute the righteous the most. They did it to Jesus. They did it to the apostles. They did it to many of the prophets in the Old Testament. 17. And certain of the elders of the land rise up and speak unto all the assembly of the people, saying, now the elders are the old people, which could include some prophets and priests that are kind of retired, and other people who are believed to have a lot of wisdom. 18. Micah the Morishtite hath been prophesying in the days of Hezekiah king of Judah, and he saith unto all the people of Judah, saying, Thus said Jehovah of hosts, Zion is a plowed field, and Jerusalem is heaps and the mountain of the house is for high places of a forest. 19. Put him at all to death, did Hezekiah king of Judah and all Judah? Did he not fear Jehovah? Yea, he appeaseth the face of Jehovah, and Jehovah repenteth concerning the evil that he spake against them, and we are doing great evil against our souls. So now the elders are also siding with Jeremiah, as the palace officials are, and they're saying, back in King Hezekiah's time, a prophet named Micah came and told them that Judah was going to be destroyed. But King Hezekiah believed what Micah said, so we can't kill Jeremiah. The palace officials and the elders are siding with Jeremiah. There is one mistranslation here. It's the word appeaseth. Appeaseth is not the correct translation of that word. It's actually pleaded to the face of God, meaning that he prayed for forgiveness. Appeasement is what you do to pagan gods. You have to give them your child or a grain offering or something like that. But the true God only accepts repentance for forgiveness. Appeasement is like bribing a god by giving them something in order to have prosperity. With the Lord, we can weep and repent, but we really cannot appease him. It's impossible because he doesn't operate that way. He isn't a greedy demon with hedonistic desires. He is the holy God Almighty. 20. And also there hath been a man prophesying in the name of Jehovah, Urijah, son of Shemaiah, of Kirjath-Jerim, and he prophesieth against this city and against this land, according to all the words of Jeremiah. So there's another prophet who the elders have heard of saying the exact same thing that Jeremiah is saying. So they're confirming his word by saying there's actually two witnesses giving this prophecy, not just one. 21. And the king Jehoiakim and all his mighty ones, and all the heads, hear his words, 
and the king seeketh to put him to death, and Urijah heareth, and feareth, and fleeth, and goeth in to Egypt. Even though the heads of the palace and the elders said that Jeremiah's life should be spared, the king himself, King Jehoiakim, was not like King Hezekiah who wanted to listen to the Lord. He was still plotting a way to kill Jeremiah against the wishes of the elders and the palace officials. When the other prophet Urijah heard that King Jehoiakim wanted to kill Jeremiah, then Urijah knew that his life would be in danger too, so he fled to Egypt. 22. And the king Jehoiakim sendeth men to Egypt, Elnathan son of Akbor, and men with him unto Egypt. 23. And they bring out Urijah from Egypt, and bring him in unto the king of Jehoiakim, and he smiteth him with a sword, and casteth his corpse unto the graves of the sons of the people. Urijah didn't do anything wrong, and he was killed because he spoke a righteous and true word, but he probably should not have ran. It's possible that if he had stayed in faith instead of trying to save his life by fleeing to Egypt, that the Lord would have allowed him to live. But he ran to Egypt when the Lord had commanded that they were supposed to submit to the Chaldeans. If Urijah had stood his ground and submitted to the Chaldeans, I believe he probably would have lived just as Jeremiah lived. So that was a mistake on his part, but he was a true prophet of God. His body was not buried, it was just cast among the graves of his family, but it was laid out in the open. 24. Only the hand of Ahikim, son of Shaphan, hath been with Jeremiah, so as not to give him up into the hand of the people to put him to death. There was only one man, probably among the priests, I'm assuming, named Ahikim, who was shielding Jeremiah from all of the others and not giving him up to be put to death. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 26.